thank you, Austin, for coming and reading that great psalm. Thank you all for being here today. It is a great crowd here this morning, and I am so excited that we have this opportunity to worship our Father. We've been in song. We've been gathered around the table remembering the death of Jesus. We've been in prayer. We've been in Bible reading. And now we're going to take this time to examine where we are spiritually. And before I do that, I, I do want to say you may or may not have met the man sitting at George's left. The man sitting at George's left is named Taras. Taras has been with us since last... He's been with George and he's he came to the Super Bowl gathering last Sunday evening. He was here Wednesday night and he's here today. Taras is in the States to have some tests and such done, so please be in prayer about him. And Taras will be mad at me, but I want you to know Taras is a hero. Uh, Taras, Justin and I and George have gotten to know Taras very well over the years. We've laughed a lot together, had a lot of fun together. But when the war broke out, Taras has driven thousands upon thousands of miles getting people out of harm's way, taking food, taking getting shelter, doing all supplies, anything that's been needed. Uh, he, has, he has been there for the Lord's church, especially in the Kramatorsk region and such, uh, so much so that um, he was shot. Now, he had a flask jacket on, and, and uh, God saved him through that, but in harm's way, he's been shot, he's done all these things, but he is a great brother in Christ, and we appreciate him, and I love you, brother, and I'm glad you're able to be here. So get to know him. Uh, if if you haven't already. Austin read to us from Psalm 33. Verse 8 says, Let all the earth fear the Lord, and let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. You see, that is the theme verse for Spiritual Enrichment 2024. If you take what we have here tonight, or this morning, if you will bring everybody back here tonight as we all collectively stand in awe of Him, we will have to have all the chairs brought in. You see, we want to have an overflowing crowd. This is where the churches of Christ, if you don't know what it is, in the Mobile area will dismiss their services and we will all gather together. It's been going on for years COVID stole it from us for a while. And Azalea City tonight is the host congregation. There's going to be great singing. There's going to be great lessons. There's going to be child care. There's going to be all kinds of things that happen. And you need to be here. I need to be here. And I am excited about it. I'm excited for the opportunity to stand up here tonight and present a lesson from God's Word as we kick off things this evening, and my title is God is Our All. It is the same theme throughout the week that we have as our theme this year. We had a lot of input on that, as you could imagine. But from this congregation, besides myself, we will have uh, song leaders from Azalea City that will lead. Uh, we will have uh, Justin, who will close out Wednesday night. Taylor will be speaking. Cody Poe will be speaking uh, Victoria McDaniel will be speaking to the ladies, and Katie Copeland will be speaking to the ladies. And as of last night, about 9 p.m., my buddy George Spurlock is filling in for someone tomorrow morning as well. So Azalea City has a lot of, 
of folks that are going to be able to participate. This is a great, we used to call it a lectureship, but it's an enrichment series. We're going to grow richer in our standing in awe of God. And I, you know, I, I just don't know what else you would rather do than be here tonight. And uh, if you can convince me that there's something better, uh, maybe we'll have to agree to disagree. But at the end of the day, please come back tonight and be a part as we kick off Spiritual Enrichment 2024. This morning, I want to talk about God. We've been talking about God throughout this year. Hopefully, we've been talking about God throughout all of our time. But at the end of this lesson today, my goal is for us to appreciate how great our God is. To appreciate how great our God is when it comes to His knowledge of us. When it comes to His wisdom. I invite you to turn in your Bibles to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. This will be verses 11 through 16. John 20, 11 through 16. But Mary stood outside by the tomb, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. And when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried away, carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. What did Mary need to hear during that time? She needed to hear the words of the resurrected Savior call her name. Jesus knew Mary and He called her by name. Now I want you to turn back into the Old Testament with me. I want you to turn to 2 Kings chapter 20. 2 Kings chapter 20, we're going to look at verses 1 through 5 together. 2 Kings 20, 1 through 5. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, how about this news? Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then he, that's Hezekiah, turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth 
and with a loyal heart and have done what was good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And it happened before Isaiah had gone into, out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him and saying, Return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, thus says the Lord, the God of David your father, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. On the third day you shall go up to the house of the Lord. Now we know from that story Hezekiah was granted 15 more years. But here's the point I want you to see. He saw Hezekiah's tears. He knew Mary's name. He saw Hezekiah's tears. Now turn with me to Exodus 3. And listen to verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. He knew and called Mary's name. He saw Hezekiah's tears and he heard the cry of his people trapped in slavery in Egypt. How great is our God. He knows, He sees, He hears, He answers. And He does it because He knows just what we need. I want you to turn in your Bibles to what was read to us by Eli just a moment ago. Psalm 139. Psalm 139 is a psalm that is all about God. It is 100% about our Heavenly Father, about Yahweh, about Jehovah. And I believe it would do us all well to get to know this all-knowing, omniscient God even better by studying more Psalm 139. So let's read it together. Psalm 139. 39, beginning in verse 1. O Lord, You have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue But behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven... You are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall upon me, 
Even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed me, you formed my inward parts, and you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God! Depart from me, therefore, you bloodthirsty men, for they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties, and see if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. The psalmist starts out this wonderful psalm talking about God and who God is and what God knows and how great God is with the simple phrase, O Lord. O Lord. You see, we understand that O Lord was the word that they used there, they being the Israelites, the Hebrews. They used the word Lord there because the word is actually Yahweh. And Yahweh is a word that they found so holy that they didn't even say it. And we've translated, or it's been translated into uh, another language with the word Jehovah. Okay? And so Jehovah, the Latin of that word, is what it means. But they put the word Lord. And so what he's crying out to is, Oh, the one and only true living God. That's what he said when he said that. Oh Lord, You are the only one true and living God. I said in class earlier, a lot of times I say we serve a God. No, we serve God. We serve the God. Only God. He is the only one that's alive. He is the only God that is living. That's why He is so great. That's why He is so just. That's why He is so holy. That's why He is love. That's why He is something to behold and for us to stand in awe of. We need to know how great our God is. And we need to know how great our God is even better. Knowing God better, you know what it can do? It can relieve our worries. Knowing God better will take away our fears. Knowing God better will provide us with abundant life. 
And that's what we want, right? We want life and we want it more abundantly. We want it everlasting. We want it eternally. We want eternal life through God the Father. After all, we need to know how great our God is even better because our great God knows us. He knows everything. That's what the psalm is saying. O Lord, O one and only true living God. He knows me and He knows you. He knows us completely and thoroughly. He knows us intimately. He knows your name. He sees your tears. He hears your cries, just like He did for Mary, Hezekiah, and the people of Israel. There was a census taken. And a mother was asked by a census taker, how many children do you have? You see, this mama had a very large family. So she started to go through all her children. And she said to the census taker, Oh, well, let's see. There's Billy. There's Harry. There's Martha. And, there's, and she kept going on. And the census taker was being impatient. He had a lot of houses, I guess, to get to. And so he interrupts her, and he's kind of annoyed with her. And he says, Never mind their names. I'm not asking for their names. Just give me the number. Well, then the mother got angry. And she said to the man, My children don't have numbers. They all have names. You see, to the IRS, you and I may be a number, but to God, He knows your name. You're a precious soul to Him. He knows us personally and individually by name. He knows everything about us. In fact, Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2 verse 19, Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal, the Lord knows those who are His. How great is our God? He's great in so many different ways. One of the many ways He's great is because of His knowledge. Let's talk about His knowledge based on Psalm 139. The first thing we need to understand about how great God's knowledge is of His people is this. There is a width of God's knowledge that is so great. In Psalm 139 verse 1, the psalmist wrote there, O Lord, we've already talked about that, You have searched me, and you know me. Now there's some things you need to know about the, the words here. First of all, the word search literally means to explore. So, God, you have explored me, right? It was often applied to the search for precious metals and gems. Think about that. If you're in a place to search for, and, and they told you, hey, there, there's gold here, okay? There's gold in, in, in this section of dirt. 
we're going to get on our hands and knees and we're going to dig and we're going to search and we're going to examine and we're going to go through every grain of dirt, every grain of sand, and we're going to look and search. Why? Because gold is precious to us and we want the gold. It's the same mindset of what God's doing for you. That's how tedious He's searching and exploring us. In an archaeology dig, whenever the archaeologists think they have come across something of value, they then will, will remove the dirt from this piece that they have gathered ever so carefully. They will scrutinize everything on this find very carefully and very gently. It could be brittle, it could be bone, it could be a lot of different things. They will brush everything off very carefully. They will catalog it accurately. And they do this not with just this one little piece. They do it with the entire area. They leave no stone unturned. That is a glimpse of how God searches us. And how God thoroughly knows every one of us. He knows us completely. He knows us inside and out. He knows us through and through. He knows us fully and completely. Simply put, God knows us. So what does that mean? That means today if you walked in here with pain, He knows you have pain. Today, if you walked in here in tears, He knows you have tears. Today, if you walked in here with happiness and joy, He knows you have happiness and joy. Today, if you walked in here with worry and angst and concern, He knows you have worry and angst and concern. If you walked in here with needs, He knows you have needs. If you walked walked in here with wants, He knows you walked in here for once. He knows if we walked in here for the right reason or for the wrong reason. Why? Because God's knowledge is wider than we could ever imagine. But that's not all. There's the width of God's knowledge. And then there are the details of God's knowledge. You know the old saying, it's in the details, right? You, you understand that there, there are details that you've got to find the answer to this. Well, God knows the details, and there's details to His knowledge. If you go back to Psalm 139 and you look at verses 2 and 3, it says, You know my sitting down and rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. Now, if you think about it, verses 2 and 3 there, that pretty much well covers every possible position we could be in, right? Everything we do or could fit into an area or into our lives is in one of those categories. Sitting down, rising up, my thoughts, my path, my lying down, all my ways. What does that mean? It means God knows everything we do. I told you about the word search. Let's look at the word comprehend. He says there, the New King James says, You comprehend my path and my lying down. The word comprehend literally means there to winnow. Winnow, W-I-N-N-O-W. 
which means to remove or to get rid of. So David draws an example of everyday life here. Unlike farming today with all the sophisticated combines and tractors and tools and everything that they have, winnowing of grain would have been a very common sight for, for people back in this time period. So when you hear the word winnow the grain or the phrase winnow the grain, it means they would toss the grain in the air and have the, blend, the wind blow away the chaff so that all you had left would be the seed. So you know what God does. He winnows our lives. That means He gets rid of everything, if we will allow Him to, that's against us, that's not good for us, that's not helpful for us. And He gets down to what really matters. He's able to sift everything of our lives. He sorts everything out so that every detail of our lives is fully known to God. Whenever we are awake, God knows our lives. Whenever we're asleep, God knows our lives. Whether we're sitting down, whether we're standing up, whether we're lying down, God knows our lives. He knows everything we do every step of the way. He knows what's going on in your lives right now. I guess I've used Bill saying this maybe 5,000 times in my life now, and I appreciated it because it's a great point. I've used it in a lot of places I go. In this room, there are hundreds of people. And if we could take and put all of our problems in the center of it, okay? I could take my problems, what's going on in my life, and what's going on in my children's lives, my wife's life, my wife's life, and, and I could put it right here. Well, well, then Chris can come over and put his problems, and Terry can put his problems, and Scott, their problems. And by the time we get everybody's problems in there, I might look at it and say, oh, wow, y'all take my problems back. My problems aren't as hard as that person's problems. But, but here's the point. We would all contribute, right? You know why? Because in this world you will have tribulation. Jesus Christ said, but be of good cheer. How in the world, Jesus, can I be of good cheer when I know I'm going to have trouble? He said, because I have overcome this world. And He knows all of our problems. And He winnows away. He, comprehend, he, he winnows away all the nastiness. He even knows the number of hairs on our head, according to Matthew 10, verse 30. God is watching over us at all times. He knows and cares about every detail of our lives. That's how great our God is. And that's how great His knowledge is. There's the width of His knowledge. There's the details of His knowledge. There's the wonder of His knowledge. 
If you look back at Psalm 139, verse 6, here's what the psalmist or David said. Such knowledge, right? Okay, we, we've talked about the width of it, how, how big his knowledge is. We've talked about how he's in tune with every detail of our lives. And, and once that came into David's mind, the psalmist's mind here, and he said, hey, this is amazing for me to comprehend and, and understand. He says, such knowledge that you have, God, is too wonderful for me. It is so high. It is high. I cannot attain it. In other words, today, you know what we would say? God, your knowledge blows my mind. I cannot comprehend how amazing and wonderful your knowledge is. His knowledge, God's knowledge, is more than our minds can grasp. And here's what Paul said about it in Romans 11, 33-36. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has become His counselor? Or who has first given to Him and it shall be repaid to Him? For of Him and through Him and to Him are all things, to Him to whom be glory forever. Amen. It really is amazing how God knows us. He knows our every thought we think, even before we think it. You know, sometimes you... You've been married to your spouse for so long and y'all can kind of finish each other's thoughts. Or your children come to you and they've got that look on their face and you kind of know what they're going to think. Or at least you think you think. You know what they think. Well, God does know. He knows us so much that He knows our thoughts before we even think them. He knows everything we do even before we do it. He knows every word we say, even before we say it. He knows our every need. He knows our every emotion. He knows our every motive. He knows our every intention. He knows our every desire. He knows our every decision we face. He knows every trial we suffer. Our God knows everything. You know what that is to me? That is one of two things. That is either wonderful today or it's convicting today. Which I can look at it one of two ways. Like right now, whatever problem that you've put into the center of this room that's really on your heart, God already knows and He already knows the solution. And if there's no solution on this earth, He's going to give you the strength to get through it. That's just His promise. That's the way He operates. Okay, whatever problem that is, God knows it. He knows your thoughts before you think it, your words before you say it, the actions you do before you do them. So that's either wonderful to know 
or it's convicting us right now? Why would it be convicting us? I mean, we can sneak around and try to hide things from one another and do pretty good at it. We can. We can pretend with the best of them. We can put false faces on, false fronts on, and act and walk around here like everything in our life is just fine. We can kid kids, we can fool fools, but we can't fool God. He knows everything. It can be convicting for sure. That means this, if today you walked in here with sin in your life, and you walked in here with sin that you haven't repented of, and you walked in here outside of Jesus Christ, and you're doing things that separate you from God right now. He knows it. He knows it. I may not know it. Your mom and dad may not know it. Your wife may not know it. Your husband may not know it. Your grandparents may not know it. The elders may not know it. The song leaders may not know it. But you and God do. You see, there's the wonder of His knowledge, and that's convicting to me today. But the reason it can be comforting is because He knows and understands everything about us, but He also has the solution. He knows when our motives are pure. He knows what our hearts are trying to do. God knows every sincere effort we make to please Him, to praise Him, and to glorify Him. When we've been unjustly criticized and talked about and gossiped about and torn down and hurt and people try to divide us and try to do things against us, God knows our hearts. He knows us. He knows us whether we are His children or not. He knows all because He is Lord. You see... Whether I have Him Lord of my life or not, make no mistake, He is still Lord. The psalmist David, whomever may have written it right here, is starting out this psalm, O Lord, O Jehovah, O Yahweh, O only living God. God knows. The depth and the width of His knowledge is unattainable. The details in His knowledge we can't even fathom. The wonder of His knowledge is uncomprehendable. He knows today where you are. He knows today whether we are His children or not. 
He knows today whether we've turned from our sins and trusted Christ and obeyed Him as our Lord and Savior. God knows. The question is now, do we know Him? Do you know God? You see, you can know God and not know God. Just like you can cram for a test and not know the subject matter. Today, what God wants is for you and for me to truly know Him. Do you think it caught God by surprise when sin entered this world? No, it didn't. Do you think it caught God by surprise in Genesis 6 when man's thoughts were only evil continuously saved Noah? No, it didn't. Do you think it caught God by surprise when the Israelites uh, complained and, and argued and murmured among themselves and they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years? It did not. Nothing catches God off guard. So today, why would I leave here thinking I'm fooling God? In just a moment, Steve's going to lead a song. And that song gives us the opportunity to come forward if there is a sin that's publicly been committed that we need to confess of or we need prayers. But it also gives us the opportunity to walk this aisle and confess the greatest name that's ever been written, Jesus Christ as Son of God. And then based on that confession, we have the opportunity to go and be baptized into Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of all of our sins. You see, God knows. Do we know Him? The invitation is yours as together we stand and sing.